Next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get outside of Sioux Falls here. Okay. You're a tour guide. Okay. But not in the States. You're in a foreign country. Foreign country. What um, monument, what museum, um, what even what city would you like to be a tour guide mm-hmm. in or for? So Rebecca actually gave me a heads up on this. Oh, one. that's right. Yep. And uh, and still, this is just a fascinating question because the world is a fascinating place. It is, yeah. And I'm having difficulty deciding whether I want to because, like my my heritage is Irish and Japanese. Mm-hmm. T-shirt that I'm I wearing. See it. No one else can. Yeah. yeah. Would I want to be a tour guide in Ireland? Um, because I think there's um, there's still a lot of good music coming out of Ireland, yeah. and. I think there's a certain charm, uh-huh. you know, especially when you're getting out into the countryside of countries, mm-hmm. you really begin to, I think, to understand culture mm-hmm. a lot better. Their DNA kind of. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, my family came from the the Japanese uh, countryside. Yeah. Actually, we came from, um, let's say, southwestern Japan. The one hand, I think I would like to actually probably come from i would think i'd rather be a tour guide in japan okay not to put down anybody from ireland not to put yeah, down yeah, the yeah. irish countryside but uh we are offending every other country <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> it's not just ireland yeah <laughs> i think from what i've seen there's there's a rustic beauty to okay to southern japan and yeah. and yet there's also a they have a certain tie mm-hmm. to their past oh yeah you know that is it's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of being part of modern America that mm-hmm. you're being, you're being, whether or not you realize it, can be forced into the present moment. Mm-hmm. And yet, so much of the present moment makes so much more sense when you have a mind to tie it to the past. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and to integrate the present moment into the past mm-hmm. is, and I think, like a tour guide. I mean, that's what you, that's what you've mm-hmm. been doing. Uh, we had talked about. Like museums, yeah, you know, and and like the best museum is the one that you get done, and it's like I only got through a quarter of it, yeah, you know, and right. there's so much more to see. Uh-huh. And I think like being a tour guide, that would be like one of the great talk about joys mm-hmm. is like continuing to research and continuing to like know mm-hmm. things that happened in the past, mm-hmm. and then being able to share that, mm-hmm. you know, with other people. And, and you know, one of the uh, I think one of the called the Japanese characteristics okay. is like the pursuit of uh, like peace. I heard of like one of the Japan's greatest swordsmen. Okay. Um, towards the, I think at the end of his life actually went into going to seclusion. And so his, his uh, purpose for that was like, I've lived this life where as a swordsman, you know, <laughs> not peaceful not peaceful and it's like how do i integrate what i became good at what i had renowned for mm-hmm. how do i integrate that with being a person of peace mm-hmm. you know he began to see that the the warrior way mm-hmm. was not a mere like striving against other human beings mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting scripture says we do not strive against flesh and blood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he began to see like part of being a warrior is you were struggling against I mean, you have to struggle with some things internally mm-hmm. against yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and and it's interesting too. You you began to see like there are things from externally, the principalities and powers mm-hmm. that we struggle against. You're going to have to. How do I integrate that? And so, mm-hmm. part of finding peace is like you are struggling to integrate who you are against the greater whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say, yeah, sometimes we start out doing things immaturely Mm -hmm. but then we are taking those things and we're trying to see how how can we become more integrated Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. how do we become more integrated as a society as a whole yeah and the the difficult thing is that's what he did right right Right. we have to find that every generation every person needs to discover that Uh which means sometimes unfortunately people are going to get into fights Mm-hmm. And hopefully we take that to say, well, you're striving against flesh and blood right now, but mm-hmm. what are you really fighting against? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like, maybe it's finding who I really am, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's, it's coming to that point of contentment. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier with what we do mm-hmm. and finding out, okay, sure. then 
how does that how does that really then work into the greater whole and you know there's one of the things too like you you kind of grow in these things and it may be how am i having to like with what i've learned how am i having to maybe i'm having to challenge you mm. know all right greater the greater society right right to, to find some type of peace mm-hmm so, and, and I say that to say, like, to be a tour guide in Japan, I think also, too, some of the countryside is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not to say Ireland is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm sure there are places in China that are beautiful. They're both islands. I never really yeah. thought about I that. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. So there's probably some similarities in the mm-hmm. landscape, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. Um, it, as you were talking, I was, I, I've dabbled in... And will and plan on learning more mm-hmm. of what is called contemplative prayer. Mm. In short, it's the Christian version of what when we hear the word meditation, yeah, more in an Eastern context. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so there's definitely some differences, mm-hmm. but that idea of like being able to find places where you can just be in silence mm-hmm. and really notice what's going on inside yourself yeah in short yeah um trying to remember exactly what you said but like yeah that idea of like connecting what what you're doing Mm -hmm. what you've done Mm -hmm. and what you want to be just being able to sort through all of the oh you're talking about um things that aren't flesh and blood yeah like what are all the voices Mm. that are Mm -hmm. whether i want them to Mm -hmm. be or not that are contributing to how I'm living my life yeah, and how, again, we talk about thinking about that person that's 10 years in the future. That's you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what are those voices now that are going to contribute to yeah, what that person is? So, yeah. so I'm trying to figure out where that line is yeah, of personal reflection, mm-hmm. but it can't only be about your own peace. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be another element of as a believer, what does Jesus say peace is? Mm-hmm. And then what you talked about yeah. was like, um, make, like maybe confronting things is actually the way mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. peace, or that's kind of a paradox yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. that's interesting. I was thinking about what you just said. Like uh, in Japan, the you know the primary religions are Shinto mm-hmm. and Buddhism, mm-hmm. and there's so there's public spaces mm-hmm. where people can go, mm-hmm. and that's not really an American thing. Oh, no. You know, yeah. like do it in your bedroom, you know. Right. And then I apologize because, you know, Baptists would say, you know, pray, sure. pray in your closet, Yeah, you know, which, I, okay, nothing wrong with that. But, and most churches, I'm trying to think of churches that you can visit during the daytime. You know, you probably go to St. Joseph's Cathedral. Say it's Catholic churches. It's, yeah. I used to stop on one on my route. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not St. Joe's, but. Yeah. I think of like the Protestant churches in town. Can you go there during the week and and be like, hey, just here to pray and contemplate? Yeah. I don't know how (sighs) how that would be taken, you know? And I'm not saying that uh, it would be taken poorly. I just like, I do not know how that would be. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, sure. You know? Right. And uh, yeah. And it's like, well, is that something we could be used more of, Mm -hmm. you know? Or, you know, time we could redeem you know, the, the spaces that we have. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and that's the other piece of green spaces. Yeah. Is it is for those yeah. types of things. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Let's okay. move on. On my count, three left. Right on. Yeah. I'm going to dovetail a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Japan. Mm-hmm. So you're going to mail a package mm-hmm. to your grandmother. Okay. Um, what types of things are you putting in this package mm. to send your grandmother? Mm. And I asked that, I think as far as grandparents go, mm-hmm. you're closest to your, the Japanese side of your family's yes. grandmother, yep. right? Yep. Is that fair? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I'm dovetailing there. Yeah. But yeah. So you're sending her a package. Yeah. Where's she at? Where is it going? Mm-hmm. What's in this okay. package? Yeah. That's interesting. Like I didn't know my grandmother and my father's side. Yeah. They're both I think both my grand, grandparents on my father's side had passed away before I met them. And so my grandmother and my mother's side, mm-hmm. that's the only grandparent that I've ever known. Okay. Okay. Um, she passed away in 2019. Okay. Um, Got it. 
And so this is this would be like if we're going to a Shinto shrine and making an offering, what would I bring? Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. Um we're doing some time but, travel maybe yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, let's just, you know, kind of pretending uh <laughs> if I had not moved back to Sioux Falls, what kind of things would I be sending her? Sure. You know. There you go. Like my grandma was big. She would actually when she would send uh stuff to us, mm-hmm. she would always send food. Okay. You know, um oriental snack food is yeah. just different shapes uh-huh. Uh-huh. than American snack food. Mm-hmm. Um just different tastes, different flavors. One of the things she used to said send was dried squid. Nice. Yeah. Dried squid, if you've never had it, completely different taste and texture from anything you would find. I'm sure. Because in... squid by itself is a weird texture. Yeah. So is it, was it more like a jerky? Yeah. Okay. It's more like a jerky. Okay. And But it has, uh, I think people refer to it as an umami. Okay. Um, umami. It has just a, an umami to it that it's like umami is like kind of savory, dark. Yeah. Just has something that it's like you just don't find that. <laughs> and as a kid, it was kind of funny. I didn't appreciate it as a kid. I start getting into my twenties and thirties, and it's like, man, what am I missing? Yeah, you know. And you you taste uh, dried squid, and it's like, I'm not going to have this every day. No, but this is a unique, a I'm unique sure. experience. Yeah. yeah. So this is stuff that she's sending me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, and it's like I would want to send her stuff. Like we went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. This last uh, January. And that's another thing too. Like they do stuff with um, like dried fruit. They call sure. it uh, lihing moi. Okay. And um, lihing moi traditionally is dried plums. And so the Chinese um, immigrants mm-hmm. came over. And so the things that would survive the passages were dried plums that were salted and soured. Sure. Right. And so there's enough preservative in those mm-hmm. two things that it made the trip. Well, you have that and you pop it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Usually you pop it in your mouth, it kind of sit. Okay. Right? And so you just kind of savor it over a period of time. Yeah. Probably like 20 minutes to a half hour. Oh, sit quite a bit of time. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so you you get the salty and you get the, the sour and then a little bit of sweet from the plum. Mm-hmm. Well, in Hawaii, they took that and they ran with it. Yeah. And they okay. sweet and salted just about everything they could get their hands on. You know, some mango. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Just lots of mango. They would do. Is it primarily fruit? Primarily fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people have gone hog wild and they've done like, I think some, some jerky. Okay. Some like dried seafood as well. Mm-hmm. They would do. But uh, that was always a treat. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm talking about things that she would send. Yeah. You know, uh, I would definitely send her pictures of her great granddaughter. Sure. <laughs> you know, but that that's something I've been on a kick on lately this year. So having, I've never been to Hawaii and that's where my family is from. Okay. Got we, got, we got to see the, uh, the homestead. Where oh, my, you did. Where my mom grew up. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, this is where my family's seed was planted on American sure. soil. Okay. Right. And then my grandma was a, a very, if you want to say, fervent, ardent, perseverant believer. Okay. You okay. Know? And so it was like, yeah, this is where the seeds of faith took yeah. hold of my family too. Yeah. And then with that, that being able to now. being able to enjoy the foods that it's interesting. Some of the foods like didn't come out anywhere else, but but Hawaii. Yeah. And it took. It's interesting. A lot of things that you trace back had to be traced back through multiple cultures mm-hmm. like Japanese and Chinese influence mm-hmm. along with Portuguese influence. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a treat. I remember, I don't remember my mom ever telling me about these. <laughs> They're called malasadas. Malasada. Yeah. And it's just a poofy pastry that they make in Hawaii. And it's, that's kind of the Portuguese okay. influence. Okay. But then they took, they would take, so I think Lee Hing Moi powder, we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. was they take the the plums and grind them up mm-hmm. into a powder and they sprinkle this Lee Hing Moi powder on malasadas. Okay. So you have Portuguese, Chinese uh-huh. flavors um, being integrated together. Yeah. And yeah, just when they say Hawaii is the melting pot. Sure. Melting pot state. It's, yeah. It really is. That's yeah. my plug for Hawaii. Go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> like a better version of Tex-Mex. Yeah. 
or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're always combining things, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's just take a dabble of this from this thing and pair it with this other yeah. thing. And yeah. I'm not a I'm not a globalist in the the strictest sense, but sure. that has been one of the I think more beneficial aspects of living in a global culture. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. you have people saying, "Hey, you know that's a great idea. Let me mm-hmm. borrow that and I'll I'll, I'll put mm-hmm. it into this." Adapt it. Yeah, adapt it, especially when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of interesting. I there's a aspect of Hispanic cuisine called uh, chamoy, uh, and it's a it's a sour salty combination. Mm. Yeah, and similar I remember to what very you, similar yeah. because you go back and some of, you know, I think in the Kind of the seventies, eighties, there was Hispanics that actually were living and working in Hawaii. Okay, and they took aspects of Lihing Moy and oh. brought it back. Nineteen seventies, yeah, or eight. Nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. Don't quote me on that. Not I like could be 18, wrong. Eighties, yeah. Okay, but they were like living and working there, and were exposed to that, and they said, you know what, we're going to take some of that. We kind of like that. Kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. And they added, so they added like chili. Sure. To the sweet or to the salty sour, some spice, yeah, yeah some spice, some kick, <laughs> um, which yeah. was an excellent inspired move, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's awesome. So if you're in Sioux huh. Falls, I believe it's still, I think it's still open. You can go to El Chamoy, okay, which is on I believe 12th Street and okay. either Duluth 12th and Summit or 12th and Duluth. Okay, right in there. Um, and if you want a different Outlook on flavor. Check it out. Is that in a little strip mall? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm trying to no, place they it. took over a little restaurant. I think it was called First Walk. Yeah. When COVID happened, they they shut that down. Yep. And then when things started to turn re-open, back on, reopen. Yeah, right. Um, they opened El Chamoy. Okay. Yeah. And I love Hispanic cooking. Mm-hmm. Now, just to get into the dessert side of things, it's mm-hmm. been like. Wow. And I haven't had lunch. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Two left. Two left, right now. What's one thing that's on your bucket list that could mm. be accomplished yet this year? Yeah. Yeah. This is, if I really put my nose to the grindstone, my okay. bucket list item is to get my kitchen done. Okay, yeah. Done and back together. And that's been ongoing. Yep. That's been ongoing for about three years now, I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> uh, and uh, to get that done and, and put back together yeah, is be a big step and be a big blessing to my family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of part of doing it has been just, um, I had, had done some construction in the past, mm-hmm. um, new home construction, mm-hmm. some remodeling. When you tackle something by yourself, though, that's just another... Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's just another monster entirely. Mm-hmm. Having another person to come in and just give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beneficial things about working on a construction team. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have different guys bringing different, just different ideas, different mm-hmm. history, different problem solving techniques. Mm-hmm. And it just helps the process go so much faster. Right. right. So I'll be glad I'm in the process of putting cabinets up right now okay if i can get cabinets and you're up. building everything from scratch it's not like you're yes. going to i made the big insane, box store and made the insane choice of doing it myself yeah never again okay okay, <laughs> okay. well you know and that's kind of funny because we talked about earlier about me getting into woodworking but yeah um i mean the the woodworking i would like to do more is uh like dressers okay like more the fine woodworking aspect okay. of things you know but part of I think part of also woodworking is like figuring out the challenges of working in the space mm-hmm. that you're working. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I have to build cabinets, I will be mm-hmm. build some cabinets. You know? Right. Yeah. It's just, it's been a challenge. So yeah. what, what stage of the remodel are you kind of at? Um, getting cabinets to fit okay. in the spaces that they're supposed okay. to fit. Okay. Well, you'd be surprised. That's more <laughs> of a issue than you think. Okay. So sure. So we get cabinets up, and then I can do trim. Yep. And once I get trim done, well, be getting cabinets up, trim up, and I'm doing paint in place. Okay. Um, which in itself has an issue. It'll be 
taping things up so they don't get painted. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. Gotcha. So, so you're not painting before you install them. Right. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Trying to put it in place and then paint everything in place. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. I don't know if that was the smartest choice, but it's the choice I made. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, the nice thing about it is once you get done painting, you're done. I think going, this is my view on your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, like going the route of doing it all yourself mm-hmm. puts it in a bucket list category. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if it's just like more of a generic remodel, mm-hmm. it's less of a. Uh, accomplishment a less of a th- part of my life story yeah you know yeah so and i think too when you do things from ikea yeah like you have to fit your habits into their to their furniture mold. <laughs> into their mold yeah versus actually having cabinets mm-hmm. having instruments mm-hmm. where it's like oh no these this fits into my space better mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's yeah. my bucket list item right now. Okay. By the end of the year. So if you're listening to this, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You got uh, four months-ish. Which, you know, should be enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put them, just got to put my nose to the grindstone. All right. Yep. Again, easier said than done. Yep. All right. Ten. You've had no hard passes. I like to talk, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Uh, you and you and some friends are putting a time capsule to bury. Mm. You're putting that together. Okay. Um, curious. Are there any certain people that you want to be involved mm. in this with you? Mm-hmm. And then, like, what types of things should be put in this mm-hmm. time capsule? Mm-hmm. How long is it until it's open? Let's say thirty years. Thirty years. May or may not be around. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's yeah. too uh, dark. <laughs> no, no, that's... I would think of the people that I know, I want people who are want to contribute something kind of pungent. Okay. I guess the other question is like, what's the point of a time capsule? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I think the point of the time capsule is like when you watch a historical movie, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you know that that's what they dressed in? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, we have, we have certain clothes. We have artifacts. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it would have looked like this. It would not have looked like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like there's certain movies and like, like uh, war movies in particular. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, people will say, well, and it's interesting, you know, you, you look at soldiers in particular, certain soldiers um, will look at a certain history movie mm-hmm. right, about war, you know, oh. like. That, like that no. didn't that didn't happen. It's not like how they, it is. You yeah. know, like one one thing in particular, like um, uh, there was a a gentleman who had actually um, ended up working on movie working with uh, like movies, movie on makers. A set? Yeah, on okay. set. His name was Colonel Dale Die. Dale okay. Die. And one of the things that got him started was um, he watched Apocalypse Now, uh-huh. and having been part of the army, uh-huh. he was like, "Well, they didn't have this type of magazine back then." Oh, uh, yeah. Wouldn't have been there, uh-huh. you know, and so completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if he would have said that, but he's like, uh, he said, I think he said, you know, kind of ruined the uh, story for me. Sure, you know, um, wasn't accurate, mm-hmm. and so he kind of part of what he did was to dedicate his life to make things as accurate as possible. More or less, he's like a consultant. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, you know, um, so it's like I would probably choose one person. I would choose my brother. You choose the colonel. Yeah, my brother. He's, uh, he's, yeah, so uh, your brother. Okay. Yeah, he's been in a student of history. Uh, he's, yeah. he's been a soldier. I would choose one of our friends. You know, Caitlin Pisha. Uh-huh. She's an artist. I think yeah. artists are able to choose items that are, this is unique. And it's going to give unique insight mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. who we are. Who else would I choose? And, and I'm kind of going to say they can choose what they want. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. You're bringing your perspective mm-hmm. of something that you think should be forwarded on mm-hmm. so yeah. within those within those mm-hmm. guidelines pick what you think is relevant yeah 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 that makes sense let's see i think i would probably choose scott schultz because mm-hmm. he wears a kilt everywhere he does man mm-hmm. he's Want all about him it to 
put something in that because uh, you like you'd want to choose people who are able to kind of summarize current culture, but also have things that are not expected mm-hmm. within culture as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, who else? Like, do you need a, like a tech person, like a techie that's like, okay, here's the thing that we have now. Yeah, because that's you know, a- as we were talking earlier, you talk about like eight track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like most know. people know what an eight track was. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Certain aspects to culture mm-hmm. is is technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh that would be um, this gentleman I know through Rebecca's work. Okay. Um, his name's Will Bushy. Okay. And he's just he makes things with technology. Okay. You know, yeah, just little things, crazy uh-huh. little things. Like he made a Lathia, a little sign that has a touch sensor on it. Okay. It turns on lights. It says um, reading in progress. <laughs> nice. Because my daughter reads a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for a techie, yeah, I mean, you don't realize like there's a lot of culture behind yeah. um, Arduino boards. I don't know if you've ever heard of Arduino. Say it again. Arduino. No. Yeah. Arduino boards. Uh, have you ever heard of Raspberry Pi? Like the Raspberry, raspberry Pi? Pi? Yeah. So there's an <laughs> open source processor called okay. a Raspberry Pi. Oh, really? And there's okay. like a culture that's built up around that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also, um, I'm trying to think, there's like, there are little gadgets that are floating about. You never think about it. I'm trying sure. to remember what this one is called. But it has a picture of a dolphin on it. Huh. And I forget what it's called, but it's a little piece of technology that you can use. Okay. Sometimes in nefarious ways. Sure. But Most things can go. Yeah. 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 But it's people, people use it to do certain things to, huh. uh, but yeah. So is it like, like people that are in like more of a tech industry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like high schoolers or have this little dolphin gadget. High schoolers might. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I should. Part of what it does is it actually keeps track of like radio codes. Okay. So okay. you can keep track of like a radio frequency on a mm-hmm. on a garage door opener. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like stuff like that you just wouldn't think about, but it's a piece of tech that people use. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, some people who use it for nefarious mm-hmm. purposes. Right. Some people will use it to actually try to figure out the bugs and systems. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So... And like I said, that's a piece of culture that you wouldn't even think about. Sure. And if you can imagine 30 years in the future, uh-huh. they're opening this container. container. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of something that was like 30 years prior to us. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. So 30 years would have been 1990s. Yeah, you're right. And so it's interesting what's happened. I was thinking about this too. It's like in the 1990s, yeah. like DVDs were. Oh, yeah. DVDs and read writable. Uh-huh. CDs and nobody yeah. uses those anymore. Yeah. Right? I was going to say a Furby. Furby. Do you remember the Furby craze? Oh, yeah, little Furbies. Like, yeah, yeah. but it was like it was electronic and uh-huh. you were supposed to like interact with it and train it some way. I don't Yeah. Exactly remember? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you think about like from that 1990s period too. I was thinking like what kind of game consoles were out? Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo. I think you're past the regular Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Or Sega, maybe. Yep. Like, that would be a... Mm-hmm. Would you be able to even plug that into a... I think you can. Could you plug it into a television? I nowadays? think Last C Shop still sells old Segas. Okay. Or games, at least. Yeah. So, I think you can. Yeah. There's probably, like, you know, some... Oh, that would have been the first iteration of the PlayStation, too. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been taken off. Think from now, if you actually had a 50-year time capsule, I mean, that would be... Uh, yeah. Think about that going to The amount of change is mm-hmm. even that more drastic. Mm-hmm. Here's one I just oh, thought yeah. of. Yeah. Paper money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good chance in 30 years. Well, like, I mean... That's a real artifact. Supposedly, just this last... This this month, yeah. digital the digital dollar is supposed to be yeah. taken off. Right. You know? Right. You know, and the way Or that, next month, September... Oh, oh! I thought it was supposed to be the end of August. Is it August? End of July. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something hmm. else. So we'll see what happens with yeah. that. I haven't heard anything about that. Right. But, you know, it's kind of funny, like, how digital currency has impacted social mm-hmm. just downtown. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't walk around the currency, right? Mm-hmm. And so there, there are still people though, like on street corners, can you spare a dollar? Right. How do I spare a dollar I, now? I can. However, how do I do that? And yeah. if and if they're on the street corner with a sign, but they're able to, they have the square device where you can swipe. I'd be like, okay, you're clearly like probably don't need my money if you have this yeah. squared. Or you have some technological literacy that should transform or yeah. be able to be used for business applications mm-hmm. or yeah, creating some type of value in society. Mm-hmm. You have some skill there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing's like, I've really been like, um, since we lived downtown, mm-hmm. you know, and you live downtown as mm-hmm. well during the summer months. Oh yeah. I, there are people who ask for money and it's yep. like, I don't carry money with me. I'm not sure exactly how to help you right now. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, now I'm under that ethical obligation to carry money with right. me now. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know how Should that I works. always have a couple bucks on me? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to try to be generous? generous? Yeah, yeah. To be a generous person? Maybe. You know? I haven't thought about that. And that's, and that's one of the one of the hallmarks of Lent mm-hmm. is almsgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, and that means mm-hmm. like looking at immediate needs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and being able to say, you know what? Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm letting go mm-hmm. just in the season, well, mm-hmm. not just in the season, but I'm focusing I, I'm saying, on that. Yeah. For a time. Yeah. Yeah. To help that become a more, a more like a healthy habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hopefully I develop habits mm-hmm. of being giving. Being generous. Generous. Yeah. Become a more generous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like how does, and so like, how does the digital the digital age now affect our habits of generosity. That was a good ethics yeah. uh, class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're out there. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, one more item in this time okay. capsule. Yeah. One more From item you. in time capsule. I think I added the last one. but um, A tool? Is there a certain tool hmm. that... That, uh... that would be good. Let's see, how big is this time capsule? It's true. <laughs> Hmm. There's so many things. Yeah, because you don't want to just pick any random thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> About a bottle of whiskey. Okay. You know? Yeah. I um, dig that. Because that could, in 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, people seek those types of things so, out. Yeah. Can't remember who it was I was listening to, or maybe I was talking to someone in person. They said, like, you're drinking of... Liquor should mm-hmm. be intentional. Mm-hmm. And that like, he said, he's like, I had a buddy that went and bought a bottle, a nicer higher end bottle, mm-hmm. gave it to him and said, 10 years from today, we're going to sit down and open this bottle. <laughs> right. So it's yeah. kind of that kind time of capsule same, yeah. mindset yeah. of like, but also intentional of like, he could have just given him the bottle, mm-hmm. gone on his way. Yeah. But like there was a certain relational French friendship yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, right on. Yeah. That's my answer. Okay. Yeah. A, a fine. An Irish whiskey? whiskey or not necessarily? Oh, you know, there, boy, there, now there's a good question again. Okay. Maybe uh, I took it too far. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> you've had so much development in the, the field, uh-huh. right? That what used to define like Irish, Scottish, and bourbon. Uh-huh. Um, there's been a lot of blending uh-huh. in that area. Like I'm beginning to see that you have whiskeys that are aged in certain mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like it doesn't fit in any category, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, you have whiskeys that are being aged in certain wood barrels uh-huh. that it's like, well, nobody did that up until recently. Uh-huh. You know, aging things on fruit wood. Uh-huh. Well, nobody was making barrels out of fruit wood, mm-hmm. you know, back then. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where do you, where do you put it? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, finding a representative myself, I would have to do a little bit more research. Yeah. You know? Oh, shucks. Yeah. Well, the iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there are some, there are some good contenders out there. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I had one from, I think from Angel's Envy. Mm. That was good one. Real, real yeah, because I think there's they finish it in a in a wine barrel. Mm-hmm. I believe an angel's envy, mm-hmm. a red wine. I okay. don't remember what. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I mean that might have to be another question for another day. Fair enough. Like pick it, pick the, pick the particular whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly I don't I don't have one that I would say this one mm-hmm. right offhand. I would say I'm partial to rye. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. And so I yep. I choose a rye whiskey to mm-hmm. put in there. That's that's my choice. I, okay. I can't say yet which rye whiskey. That's Sorry. Right. Maybe I'll have to have companies send me samples, <laughs> right? <laughs> Please influence <laughs> me. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's like the thing you see. Like uh, I'm a I'm a internet influencer. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, this company this company just sent me something out mm-hmm. of the blue. Oh, that must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll close up this way. Okay. Were there any of the questions that I asked that you want to bounce back? I mean, I try to I try to interject here and there to circle back. No, sure. to bounce no. to ask me. Told to ask you. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Mostly I want your answers, but mm-hmm. you know, as we talk, I give in my little mm-hmm. two cents here and there. Like if you were a tour guide, where would you? Okay. Uh that's a good one, yeah. Tour guide in a foreign country. Okay. Yeah. Where would you uh choose to I think similar to what you you started to talk about was like it almost needs to be a big enough place where the monotony of being a tour guide Mm-hmm. Like you're not overwhelmed by the monotony. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be monotony, mm-hmm. yeah. But it has to be a big enough place where there's some diversity, yeah. Within that, yeah. Going through parts of the world in my head. <laughs> yeah. Have you been out of the country? Yeah, I've been lucky. Okay. Spent about a month in China. Oh, nice. And then me and some buddies took a trip: Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. Okay. Okay. And then my honeymoon was England. Spain, okay, Prague, Prague, okay. yeah, okay. We did the running of the bulls in oh. Spain, like we actually ran and with the bulls. Yeah, okay, yeah, right on. I should tell that story <laughs> yeah, sometime. You should, if you haven't heard it. I'm guessing you haven't. I have not. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, as a tour guide, that would keep you on your toes. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly drunkenness. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I mean not completely. So I think that would get old pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm going to say a a national park in Chile. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the Patagonias. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but I I have a I do have a um an a unique interest in volcanoes. Okay. And that definitely exists in Chile. Yeah. So I think I think I could find ongoing enjoyment in um being a tour guide around some sort of volcanic. Mhm mountain because there would be on it was always going to be changing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. new developments um mm. and yeah just a personal fascination with volcanoes yeah, right on that i think i could i could do yeah, yeah. and it would want to learn and want to explain to, to mm-hmm. travelers or vacationers mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna go i don't have a particular yeah. volcano but right on a volcano in chile chile right yeah. on yeah yeah we in like I said, the trip to Hawaii that we went to earlier yeah. this year, we went to Kilauea. And it's the fascinating thing about like forces of nature. Mm-hmm. I would put volcanoes and under forces of nature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like as human beings, we have wanted to control nature. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's part of the aspect of human existence, mm-hmm. right? Part of the reason why the roof was made mm-hmm. was to control rain mm-hmm. not getting on our heads, mm-hmm. right? And yet there's times when you encounter certain things volcanoes i think being one of them mm-hmm. it's like you cannot control this mm-hmm. you are not going to be able to mm-hmm. i mean it's lava mm-hmm. <laughs> for Pete's sake you know yeah. um and i'm sure there are people who are thinking like oh how do i harness this mm-hmm. you know and sometimes you know harnessing a thing is not the same as controlling it mm. you know but even with a volcano mm-hmm. like you'd be hard pressed to harness that yeah man and so to control it, and I think that's one of the things about like being a tour guide in a spot like that, like you just be constantly reminded of things you cannot control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good aspect of human existence is to realize respect comes from realizing mm-hmm. there are things we are not meant to control mm-hmm. and manipulate. Mm-hmm. And that's a healthy, healthy realization to have. And that doesn't mean you do nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mean, yeah, you or, don't uh, pay attention to the seismometers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the seismometers going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, time to uh, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's a that's a great answer. I love that. Yeah. Because um, having worked in national parks, mm-hmm. um, my wife and I worked in uh, Mount Rainier for mm-hmm. two years, mm-hmm. and then Olympic for two years. Okay. And there were times when Mount Rainier would, yeah, you would like see, gases. Yeah, you would see gases rise up off it. Right. It's like just a reminder of we're not in control <laughs> in this of this mountain. There are mm-hmm. certain forces that. Um, could still overwhelm mm-hmm. things that we can do as human mm-hmm. beings. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that answer. Cool. What part of Sioux Falls do you want to see? Oh. Because you live in a very, I would say, it's historic, mm-hmm. but it's not recognized as historic mm-hmm. part of town. Right. It's not the cathedral so It's district. not the cathedral district. It's yeah. not McKinnon. Yeah. Um, and yet, there are families who have been living here for mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what part of Sioux Falls would you want to see improved? I'm pr- I'm probably going to take it in a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, related to my job as a delivery guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you could list off many different intersections <laughs> in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. but in the one in particular is the 10th Street with the interstate with 229. Okay. Uh, by Cleveland mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like it's so, and I don't even know how you can change it, mm-hmm. but it's so compact in there. Would you say it's... If you're trying to get, if you're going west on 10th and mm-hmm. you're trying to go on south 229, mm-hmm. it just gets backed up so far. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, traffic stops in intersections. Mm-hmm. Try not to swear, which really <laughs> ticks me off <laughs> Yeah, of like... One, like, are people just not being aware or is this just like, it's so bad that you don't, you don't have the time to, to adjust. I've heard that so. that's a, it's more of a, a big city. Yeah. Like a bigger city mentality. Right. Like I've sat at this light so long. I'm not waiting anymore. Right. I'm going through. I don't No care. matter what. Right. Right. Versus, you but know. But that's not us. I don't. Yeah. Well. think we are at least. Um. I think like we are getting a population density so much where Mm -hmm. we got to, so the good thing that they're doing is at 41st and 29. Oh yeah. They're putting in what they call a double diamond. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering if a double diamond would work at that intersection. It might. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a a nuisance in my life. Yeah. Personally. (laughs) Hey, you know, you spend a a large portion of your time driving around. So right. Hey, city of Sioux Falls, That's if right. you're listening. Right. <laughs> we love you, Sioux hey, Falls. Hey, Mayor Paul. Be- because we enjoy you. Well, and that's the yeah. thing. Like, I'll give a shout out. There's no perfect place, no, no. perfect city. I don't know. But I'll, re- I'll reiterate what I said earlier. Um, we still live in a place. And if you're listening in a big city and you're on a city council, take this to heart. You can still be responsive mm-hmm. to the people whom mm-hmm. you represent. Mm-hmm. That's a hallmark of good government. That's a hallmark of a, of a healthy place to live mm-hmm. is that the people who have been elected to power are still listening to the mm-hmm. people that gave them the power. Mm-hmm. And, and that uh, takes work. Like you can easily just not yeah. do that. Yeah. You can easily check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Right. But no, I, I think that's a really good like observation about our city. I'll throw out another one. Okay. And again, it's so much work. Mm-hmm. But more mom and pop style restaurants mm. here. Yeah. Like we've become very much a chain mm-hmm. restaurant place. Mm-hmm. And there are still unique restaurants that aren't chains. Yeah. But I would somehow, if we could incentivize, yeah. maybe, I don't know how. Well, wow. like the mom and, and then mm-hmm. that's a kind of a cliche term, I guess, mom and pop. Mm-hmm. That's probably a white term. I don't know. But no, uh, no I think, okay. you know. Um, yeah, because I enjoy yeah. all sorts of food, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, just... I think if you went south, yeah, you know, to the su- southern portion of the United States, if you referred to Ma and Pop, yeah. you know, uh, you could be talking about African-American business owners. Sure, okay. You know, I don't think that's out of the realm. Sure, okay. You know, I don't think that's just I a think white, you're white right. Term. No, you're right. Yeah, you know? right. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, and, I would love that, man. Yeah. Like, there's just... And I think there are ways. The experience yeah. just changes in a unique restaurant. Mm-hmm. Eating's mm-hmm. a big part of living. Yeah. 
Yeah. We should probably eat more at home as well. (laughs) But. Well, I think it goes back to what we talked about love and and service, right? Yeah, that's true. It was. Yeah. And uh, you can see, I can see spectrum on the spectrum Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the spectrum Mm -hmm. of food service. Mm -hmm. But I I do believe that uh, that's the power of local government. Mm-hmm. Is there? There's the. I think there's still the power to incentivize, right? You know, and say we're going to give you a period of time to get off your, get on your feet, mm-hmm. and let your business take off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is still that possibility to have that relationship, right? I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. For example, close to me, Roots of Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've eaten there yet. Oh or yeah, not. that's a great place. Great Highly food. Recommend. Fairly small mm-hmm. building itself. Mm-hmm. Fairly small staff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And there's, that's one of those types of places, I guess, where it's like, if I have friends come to town, mm-hmm. I don't want to take them to Applebee's. No. I want to take them to a place that is unique to us here. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, and I think that's one of the, one of the interesting components to service work, mm-hmm. right? Is you want to have something unique, right? And mm-hmm. yet, there's also like... There's got to be a way to where business owners can make a living mm-hmm. so that five years into it, they can take a vacation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how one of the things how like uh, being involved with the small business, mm-hmm. SBA and Small Business Association, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully there's people that help business owners to mm-hmm. get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, to think about think about things in the future. Say, mm-hmm. where do you want your business to go? Right. You know, and, and giving small business owners that the capacity to, you know, be able to work and save. Right. You know, not just, hey, I'm doing this because I like it, but five years down the road, I'm going to be burnt out. We would hope, I'd hope that nobody would be in that position. Right. Yeah. Right. If I care about people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm fairly ignorant if there's any city councilman that want to correct me, you know. Right. But I hope that's something that our city and our city government would be responsive and, you know, encourage people to take that risk. Right. You know. And I mean... There's a reason that chains exist. There are. Like not everyone wants that unique place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they want that safe place where they know the menu. Mm-hmm. They know what they like. Mm-hmm. And so like there's this like, what's the phrase? Rubber meets the road. Yeah. You know, like, yep. okay, it's cool to talk about all your cool, unique mm-hmm. things. That probably might, like what it takes for that to work maybe isn't yeah. actually uh, possible. You know? Yeah. Or what people want yeah you know so yeah it, you know let's think business takes a lot of a lot of acumen mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh i think some of the like in sioux falls some of the great places to go like mm-hmm. bread and circus mm-hmm. true i mean i'd go to bread and circus mm-hmm. any day mm-hmm. of the week mm-hmm. because they do fantastic work mm-hmm. they're doing innovative work mm-hmm. um they're one of the few places that actually use pork Okay. In in very unique ways, yeah, yeah. elevated ways. Right. There's a lot of places you begin to realize just as you get older, a lot of places that they get their food from food services mm-hmm. and the food services already have mm-hmm. the menu worked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're a businessman, you need to go to lunch. Mm-hmm. You got to have the power lunch, half hour, 45 yep. minutes, whatever. Sure. Get in there, have your food, go. Yep. Right. Yep. But then there's times where it's like, I want to go to have mm-hmm. bread and circuses pork strami, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. I want to go to oh Hilibertos. Oh yeah, yeah. and I want to have their uh, carnitas. Yeah. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, trying to think what else in Sioux Falls. Is this a local food podcast now? That well, we're... It might be. <laughs> you know, hey, get some sponsors. Get people. You know, sending food to you, Smitty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another place down the street. Los uh, Pasanos. Los Pasanos, yeah. Um, I love their beef tongue tacos. Oh, yeah. So good. That sounds really good. Well, I'm just giving shout outs to, yeah. to places in Sioux Falls that do, do good work. So, And if you work at Applebee's, I don't hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they their boneless wings are sure. pretty darn good. Yeah. Right. yeah. There's and certain... It, oh, go ahead. Well, I just... I mean, there's just so many different factors. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a group of people together, yeah, you got to find a place that will appease a lot of different people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that might not be Roots of Brazil. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But uh, if you, I don't know, sometimes they're they able to handle yeah. a group. Sure. 
Right. But uh, on the other hand, maybe you don't need to take the rest of the people. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> do some vetting. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, I'd say Roots of Brazil is that, that too. They do good work. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the times that I have gone, I don't leave there going like, well, there's um, no place I have to check off my list and not to go. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, their menu is unique enough. You can't find that. Yeah. Right. Anywhere else. Right. And and not just not just the menu is, is unique. The quality of the food mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The service mm-hmm. that I've received there has been, mm-hmm. you know, if the and here's here's a good sign of good service. If they don't get something right, they make it right. It's like when the, the last time that we went there, um, the thing about um, they have cassava fries. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. They are. Yeah, and when you have a good cassava fry, it's like it's nothing like anything else. It's not mm-hmm. like a regular potato fry. No. On the last time we went, our cassava fries were a little bit underdone. Mm-hmm. And we just happened to mention to the server, we're like, eh, we're kind of getting, some of these are not right. And he's like, stop eating. I'm taking these away. No. Oh. I'm getting you a new batch. Okay. Because you need to have good cassava fries. Right. That's a hallmark of good service. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, came back and amazing cassava fries. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, you know, and that's one of the things I like to highlight as I get older is just places that are doing great work mm-hmm. locally mm-hmm. Yeah. right and give them and we have a lot of that not just restaurants like, yeah nope. we have a lot of that here so. yeah. yeah yeah it's one of the things i've like come to recognize about sioux falls like there's still people that really care about their work here mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the things like that has contributed to sioux falls growth mm-hmm. um and like the reason why people aren't moving away mm-hmm. is because there are people here who really care about still mm-hmm. care about what they do mm-hmm. and Hey, if you're a recent transportee, mm-hmm. right, thanks for showing up. Right. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And uh, hopefully the things that I can do contribute to your appreciating mm-hmm. living here too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to go get lunch now. I do. After all <laughs> I'm that I'm getting rumbly-tumbly about talking about work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>